This is Baselow Music Talk. Welcome to Baselow Music Talk. My three things. This is a episode of things. We originally started off as my two cents, but I'm just giving you a variety of issues and solutions like uh, to begin with all these malls that got these anchors that are completely you know shut down and what should be done with the big stores with nobody in them shut down and also what can be helped to the stores that are still in the mall? What can bring those stores that there consumers that will come to the mall? A great idea already done in some areas of the country. Listen to that. Also, what is going on at HBCUs? campuses, the, the constant, constant bomb threats that had started off the first of the year at Howard University, which had four and many more HBCU, black colleges and universities, these bomb threats that just keep popping up. My opinion on that, and also great news. You can come to the 757 Norfolk for the Jazz Festival which is always be at Town Point Park. It's the Norfolk Waterfront Jazz Festival and we're giving you information on the ticket prices and who will be there this coming August. All this on Beslo Music Talk. Yes, welcome to Bezlow Music Talk on the Bezlow Network. Glad to have you aboard. Glad you are listening. And I ran across this article that, uh, you know, say, oh, that's a great idea. And I'm going to share it with you. I got the article from Fast Company. And the writer of the article was Nate Bird. And I'm just going to read a little part of it. Here's a brilliant idea for what to do with all those empty malls. When major retailers left the mall in Rochester, New York, the board was created a new and mutually benefit opportunity for the local hospital. The Marketplace Mall in Rochester, New York has lost its main anchor. The plus sign shop structure once had a Macy's and a Seals. The kind of major retailers that help draw customers to the mall and feed the smaller stores within. When they left, there was big holes, but few large retailers to fill them. So it came a new kind of tenant, the University of Rochester 
Medical Center. Expanding off from its main hospital campus a few miles away, the Medical Center is adding 350,000 square feet of medical space onto what not long ago was the corner of a shopping center. It's a surprising marriage that seemed as a win by all parties. The medical center gets a bigger and more accessible location. The mall fills a hole that can benefit its other tenements. And the community gets a faculty that's closer and more connected to where the people are. It's not the first mall to be transformed into a healthcare facility. But as a brick and mortar retail continues to struggle, this is the latest example just how well these sectors can exist. My opinion is anything that come up with a great idea of uh, turning these dinosaurs into something useful, it will be a wonderful thing. I, I think that uh, mainly if you got a hospital there to help the community, it will also help the mall too because people are used to going to malls. And if you design it right, they would know, you know, one another, they might live together, but it wouldn't be different than that, like a hospital-like setting and a mall setting will combine. And plus, by the retailers that lost the big tenements, people that work at the hospital setting can go into the mall and do shopping. And I know the places that, you know, the malls have for lunch will strive from the people from the hospital and from the patients coming in and out that need something to eat. I'm talking about like a food court. And you could get another gift for, you know, things that you might need instead of leaving there and going to another uh, vicinity to shop. I think this is one great idea. Like I said, what I read, the article also states this ain't the first idea. But I know as Americans, we can are very inventive. And I'm quite sure some other ideas will come across that can do something with these empty box-like stores in the mall that's not used no more. I, I could think of one, like, if it's not expensive, you could turn it into uh, luxury apartments and uh, you know, where people live. If you ever been in any section of uh, your town, they got these, uh, what I call mid-sized apartments. And down on the first floor, they got all retail. I've seen them in every city just about. And I'm saying, wow, you could make a living space in the vacancy and have a mall or now mall, but you can have another shopping center inside where the people live. And then 
the people that live there will support the retail that's right there in the mall. That's another idea I, I was thinking about. And I'm quite sure there'll be many more. This article is a, a great one by Nate Berg. And what you think about it, go to our comment page and hit me up uh, on Bezel 6 or Facebook on the Bezel Network or Instagram. And that would do it for this story right here on Bezel Music Talk. This is Bezel Music Talk. Welcome to Bezlo Music Talk on the Bezlo Network. Bomb Threats and HBCU. Since January, there have been a number of bomb threats to HBCUs, college and university. Especially at Howard University. They, on Valentine's Day, received their fourth bomb threat. It's uneasy, anxiety has to be for all the people who go to school there, work there, teach there, and for the parents that invested in their children's further education to worry about all these threats. At Howard, they had bomb threats on January the 4th, January the 31st, and February the 1st. And there have been many bond threats to other HBCUs also. The FBI supposed to be stepping up the investigation, but anybody who have anything to do to bring these criminals Just do your job, as they say it, because this is bringing anxiety to folks. Every time this happens, I know people are saying it's just the one. You know, really. And whoever they are, adult, underage, group, they should be prosecuted by the full extent of the law. This is Bezlo Music Talk. This is Bezlo Music Talk. Hello, everybody. This is Bezlo here. Glad you can. Make it 
I got some news for you that you need to know. The 39th Annual Norfolk Waterfront Jazz Festival will be held this year on August the 26th and 27th. And they say at Town Point Park. Now, let's hope that the weather be good so we can have it outdoors this year. But it will not stop it because if it's if the weather's gonna be, you know, rainy or thunderstorms or whatever happens around August. And believe me, I think one year they had one and it really just rained and I mean the wind and all and just messed it up. So this year, every year they always have a standby plan. So if if it do rain, don't worry. Say, where is cloudy outside? No, because they always will move it into the Norfolk scope and you. So the show must go on. So let's hope this year that they will be positive that they could have it outdoors at Town Point Park. And that's August the 26th and the 27th. And you don't know where Town Point Park is? It's in downtown Norfolk. It's uh, right on the waterfront. So I hope to see you there at the Norfolk Waterfront Jazz Festival. Oh, I forgot to tell you, in the groups that's going to be there is Brian Culperson and one of the first, I'd say, bands that really introduced me to jazz, Tower of Power will be the headline. So that should be great. And plus they got other acts like Pieces of a Dream and Peter Wright. So come on out and spend time on the waterfront. Now, the one-day general mission is $35 for advanced tickets and $45 for one's purchase in the week of the event. In other words, the advance. Let's put it like this. I to be, just to be safe in case you get your dates messed up. If you paid the thirty-five dollars, don't pay. You're not going to get it for thirty-five dollars. I said a week before the event. So oh, try to pay it early. And why you pay it early? Because then you can pick out the seats that you need to be. You know. You want to you be sitting at, you know, so you get the right view. And also remember that you, if it rains, you want the right views for, you know. I, one of the problems is that your seating arrangement for outdoors is basically the same, but it's like, to me personally, it seems like it's a little bit different when they have it at school. But everything was okay. I, I enjoyed it. Um, if you want two days, general admission is $60 in advance ticket. So you can save a whole lot of money that way for the both days and $70 for one purchase the week of. So, I mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's, 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 it's really enjoyable. I would tell people my age, make sure you get a, a lot of sleep because... I know there's people that's around my age. I I really think they should have concerts at five o'clock in the evening. 
because people around my age, when they get about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, they ready to go to bed. I guess it's the older you get, you know, you can't stay up like when you was 22, you could stay up all night long. About 9 o'clock, you're ready to go to bed. So go and enjoy the festival. It's going to be this year, as always, at Town Point Park. This is Breslow. this episode.